opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Live Stream. And tonight, my guest is the returning <clears throat> Megan Walsh. Sorry, I'm just trying to get us live on Twitter because I thought it was working, but it's apparently not. So. We are going to be talking about a whole host of subjects tonight. We're going to be touching on her case. We're going to be talking about the larger issue of missing and exploited children. And I'm hoping that you guys can help us out by sharing the broadcast and helping us get it out there on your favorite social media platforms. All right. We are live on Twitter. We're live on Rumble. We're live on the Foxhole. We're live on Odyssey. We're live on Getter. Good stuff. All right. We are live on Twitter. We're live on... <laughs> All right. Do me a favor, guys. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. Megan and I will be right back after a very brief word from our sponsor. All right. Welcome back to the program, everyone. I am a little bit froggy tonight, so excuse me if I have to clear my throat every now and then. But please join me in welcoming back my returning guest, Miss Megan Walsh. Megan, how are you tonight? I'm good, Zach. How you doing? Good to be back. Excellent. I'm so glad to have you here. Glad that we're able to do this on uh, so many awesome platforms. You guys, I am back on Twitter. Do me a favor. Follow me if you're there. Follow me on Truth Social. Follow me on Gab and Getter and all of the prerequisite uh, platforms that we're broadcasting on tonight. I certainly appreciate it. Megan, it has been uh, a hot minute since you were on the show, and I understand a lot has happened in the interim. You want to give the audience an update on uh, what the status of everything is? Yeah, thanks, Zach. Um, again, I'm I'm so happy to be back. I, I love watching always, and it's it's always a great pleasure to be on. Um, we've had some great updates uh, about the case. I have done, you know, the case plan, and you know, we're moving towards getting Esther home. Um, that's really all I can say at this point. We still have a battle ahead of us in terms of legal fees and all that. We'll talk about and mention later, but, um, you know, we are on a good path and we're making a difference. Um, I think that really sticking to the truth in regards to, again, this isn't a personal attack against anyone. This is a systemic issue with our child protective services nationally and globally. And, uh, we need to all, you know, come together and be vocal with grace, um, to change this. It is going to come down to the people. And we've really seen a lot of people coming together, 
I've got great people added to my little secret team that I keep. It's not so secret anymore. I've got amazing Jack Pendergrass uh, with his Maximus disclosures, a dear friend of mine. Um, we've got Mike Pack, Hollywood reporter. We've got Pam Olson with Save Our Children, who started it nationally years and years ago. We've got Sylvia Beachy with Save uh, Rescue the Fosters, excuse me, uh, really focusing on foster children and all of that. So, and, and many others actually. So I'm really excited that we're moving into legislature. We're moving into a more actionable, uh, you know, just space within this fight. And, and again, I hate saying fight, but everyone says that it's really just taking a stand for truth and, and really protecting our children. And we really need to just get grounded about that and, 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 you know, face the reality of what's going on domestically with our government and, you know, stealing and trafficking our children. They're legally kidnapping and uh, trafficking our children. We have over 78 to 80% of uh, removals are unfounded. So we're getting to that place is my point of, uh, of really people realizing nationally and the masses kind of really looking at, at this uh, finally after election and masks and, and school board. So it's good. Well, if there was anything that we would fight for, I would hope that it would be the safety and security of American children. I mean, not even just American, but I mean, kids all over the world. Because this is not a mm -hmm. phenomenon that I think is uh, relegated to America. We, we have an issue uh, in every single country, it seems, where the authorities have the ability to come in and just steal people's children, take them away, whisk them away to a foreign land or to some underground bunker or the basement of a private island owned by a pedophile. You know, the, uh, the, the, the list goes on and on. Uh, and actually, just recently, a woman named Tara Rodas, who was a whistleblower, I believe, from DHS, she's going to be a guest on the show in the coming weeks, but she came out through Project Veritas, and she was blowing the whistle on this very subject, uh, kids being trafficked in and out of the, uh, I guess, the emergency refugee program that the government has set up, the unaccompanied minors that come across the border and are then knowingly trafficked to a whole host of disgusting and, and awful people here in America. Uh, you know, I mean, I have no idea what the networks look like, but I mean, from all of the research that I've done into this, I think it's pretty obvious that the social strata knows no bounds. I mean, you've got people at a very low level, you've got people at a mid-level, and then you've got high-powered and very rich individuals that are involved in the trafficking of these kids. And, you know, that's almost the worst one because they almost seem to be untouchable. You know, it's like they have mm -hmm. the money, they have the power, they have the influence. And so, you know, I mean, it's not unsimilar to your case right here. I mean, the the situation is dealing with you, a mother, uh, and your children being taken by people with tremendous power. Uh, you couldn't be more right, sadly. And that's something that we need to realize. Not only is our judiciary and our judicial system extremely corrupt at this point and is not serving the people, it's enslaving the people, but more so and furthermore, it is enslaving our children. Our children are taken in like prisoners and they are the ones in custody when these situations happen. And like I've always said, Zach, there are simply better ways to approach 
uh, protecting our children and supporting families. This is the destruction of our nuclear families and our children. We see it in in cahoots with the trans agenda and things that we'll get into tonight. Into tonight, and you're absolutely right about this immigration and border issue. I talk about it a lot on other uh, broadcasts that I do um, in terms of the children. I mean, if once if anyone saw the actual footage of the children that are coming across the border, drugged and unconscious, laying on these traffickers' laps, mm-hmm. you would not be able to sleep at night, honestly. Um, and then you start realizing how this is done, and you start going deeper into it, which we will tonight. But I love that you touched on those different things, because that's actually what, you know, a lot of what I would, uh, that I'm going to touch on tonight, because it is interconnected, and it's not so crazy. We have to start, again, understanding how we are all participating in this, how this is actually happening through our government, in, again, a very grounded way. We've we've been bombarded for two years with this conspiracy theories, and, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, we just chalk things off as crazy if we don't like how they sound. And we know the facts. We know the statistics. We know the science, if you will, you know, that everyone (laughs) needs. Um, And and it's just not serving anymore. And we need to drop the pride. This is our money. This is our taxpayer money. When people are struggling to buy food and put gas and take care of their families, they're paying taxes towards child trafficking. And this Mm -hmm. doesn't just go through the government. This goes through you know, industry, entertainment, uh, the products you buy, you know, things like that. This all goes through it. And we have to start just being real with ourselves that we all participate. And, you know, this isn't bigger than us. This is about the people. That's the whole point is that we have to start understanding that within our local communities and within our local commissions and school boards and CPS departments, DCF, whatever ABC it's called in your area, we have to start getting involved under the premise that we are here as advocates or we are here as support for these systems to make sure that there's oversight because the issue is that there's no accountability, there's no oversight in these in 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 this system especially. You know, this is the executive branch of the government then contracting out and down the line. A contractor then contracts an individual, then they contract services, then they contract this, that, and the other thing for all of this Title Four D funding and ASFA and things like you brought up that stem from uh, Margaret Sanger, Hillary Clinton, this it takes a village to raise our children, which is not, it, it doesn't take a village, it takes a community. And that's mm-hmm. very different. You know, this the when when you look at the intent of statements or what's put out, we have to, you know, as I always say, Zach, it's narrative versus truth. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to look at a narrative that's put out versus the truth and the fundamentals of a situation. And these are our children. So this is the most sacred and important thing that we could all be concerned about right now. This is nonpartisan. This is nonpolitical. This is unifying. And like you said, this is not just here in America. We have huge issues in Australia, in the UK, in India, and I mean, everywhere, this is an issue. Um, and it's a huge commodity. These, this, the profits from this are in the billions each year. Okay. And we have to look at this. This trickles down, like you said, perfectly from the highest. You know, if they're not 
participating, they're turning a blind eye and they're getting a cut and or it serves them in some way. And then it trickles down systemically through training and indoctrination, which is real, like programming. When you're told that this is the best interest of children and this is what people, you know, legislation has said and approved and everything, then you can sleep at night, can't you? No matter what you're doing. I personally cannot. And when I see the reality of what's going on and I'm in literally you brought up Project Veritas. I mean, I spoke with them when they first took my children or when my children were first taken. Um, and I, I really hope that they start to do more of a push of this because this is really what matters in our country. And they've been for two years collecting, uh, you know, people's testimonies and cases and different things. So I really I really hope that we can move forward in that. But tonight we're here uh, for some bigger issues, as I always like to talk about. I want to talk about how this, you know, these kinds of things and what's going on really applies to the masses and what they can really do about it and really educating them, telling them ways to, you know, everyone says research, research. Well, how about study? Mm-hmm. Just let's go study. Let's start studying things. You know, everyone wants to use sacrifice as a as a word. How about initiation? Let's start grounding these terms, these concepts, all of it in what we live every day, right? Sure, sure. So we can actually about it. So, so to to that point about actually taking action. I mean, you, you mentioned this group that you're putting together. Is, is this at this point just a, a a a series of you know loosely affiliated people with? Uh, similar ideas and goals, or are you producing like an actual structured organization? Because you mentioned legislation as well, and I'm just wondering how you're going about doing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, you know, this is an amazing group of people who we all have our own specialties. And that's a big thing that I always have talked about. Um, the fact that, you know, we all experience our own hardships. We all have our own areas of like expertise and what resonates with us um, individually. And that's the beautiful thing about humanity and society. Instead of making this cultural thing where it's indoctrination and programming, we can really look at like truth and how we can come together in our different like stay your lane kind of thing you know so that's what's been so cool about over the past I mean this has been years Zach that we've put in collecting a team and people coming in we've had people come in and out we've had infiltrators we've had Mm. different you know issues come about but you know, right now, I do have to say that I feel very good about the group that's coming together in their different ways. Like I said, Jack Pendergrass with Maximus Dis- Disclosures, everyone can follow him on Telegram. Uh, and he's really showing how Maximus, which is our Social Security and then Title Four D funding and ASFA and everything, really breaking it down for people. So I highly encourage everyone to go look there if you care about those technical aspects, which we all should, um, especially if you have children. We've got um, Pam Olson, Pamela Olson, who, again, has started Save Our Children um, out of California like six or eight years ago, Zach. And it, she is just we call her the wrecking ball. She knows her stuff. She knows the statutes. Um, she knows the laws. Laws, you know, statutes are not laws. So, you know, it's very, it, she's absolutely amazing. Then we've got Sylvia Beachy with Rescue the Fosters. Again, ex-CPS, you know, worker, whistleblower came out and uh, has supported foster children. She has an amazing uh, young lady, KK Emmett, uh, that we we all work together on that. And, and KK really represents 
ex-foster children and what the what foster children actually go through, which has always been my focus, is really about, you know, children grow up. Look, I grew up from being John Walsh's daughter. Children grow up from foster care and the things that are done from them. We have people speaking out every we have for a long, you know, people speak out every day. Um, but, you know, really for the perspective of the children to come forward um, in this system and regarding it, because it is absolutely not taken into a court. This is all about the logistics, the courts, which are not courts, they're kangaroo courts. Um, and, and that would, you know, I could do a whole thing on another show, Zach, about that. <laughs> but really what I want to do is give people an overview tonight of the larger picture of child trafficking. I talk all the time and people can go on and you know look me up online about CPS specifically and how that is our government, our domestic government legally, as I said before, kidnapping and trafficking our children for federal funding. Um, but tonight, I really want to go over as much as we can in the time remaining, uh, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children the International Center for Missing Exploited Children, some of the players involved with that. You know, everyone wants this big Epstein list. Well, I am here giving you names from, again, behind the shadows that people would not normally hear and that they do. You know, it's it's not going to be also surprising people either. Um, and then, you know, I would also like to touch on the issues with law enforcement in our country. I do not fight again against anyone personally. I fight against, stand against corruption. I stand against corruption and I am nonpartisan in that. I am across the board, if you will. So <laughs> corruption is not okay. And that again pulls in the border uh, with the cartels. So we have to realize who the gangs in America are, who the cartels uh, coming in are, how that's being taken advantage of and use. We have a huge fentanyl problem. As you mentioned earlier, we've got the child trafficking and the, uh, the pedophile, literal pedophile loopholes for traffickers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think, I don't think people realize actually you can go online and you can sponsor a child for 500 and some odd dollars. Yeah. And when that child comes across the border, they're given your phone number and you and then, and then they're taken to you and and that's how children are being sponsored or traffickers are bringing children over the border it doesn't matter if you get the same children back they're applying for their stays here until their court dates they get work visas and then you can apply to take in children and they're literally doing that and re-trafficking them or putting them again in our domestic government trafficking system of mm -hmm. child protective services so you know, this this is people want to say, oh, this little every, these certain people think that there's this pedophile group all over the world and it's everyone and child trafficking. Oh, it's so crazy. It's not. It's, it's not. pretty simple. That's that's the thing. I mean, you know, obviously you've got sick and disgusting people who enjoy to get sexual gratification out of, uh, of victimizing and taking advantage of very small defenseless humans. And then you've got a tremendous financial incentive. And then on top of that, you have a system that's built to reward those sick and disgusting people and make it easy and very, very likely that they can traffic children and just inject them into a system. They can use them and abuse them in any way that they want. And I mean, I don't know what the figures are, but I'm, 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 I'm fairly certain I've heard this quoted that a lot of those kids 
uh, you know, they just don't show up to their hearings. They just disappear. And then the government doesn't go looking for them. They're aware that some of these people are traffickers and they just don't care about it. They allow it to happen because of the woke outrage mob, because of the crazies on the left who would somehow seek to attack the government. Oh, you know, this must be racial animus that you're going and looking for these people or that that you're investigating what's happened to these children. It's patently ridiculous. And, you know, I want to make another comment, too, about what you said earlier about, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, takes a village to raise a child. No, you're right. It is. It takes a community. But, you know, it's part of that community is the family, because without the family making up that community, you're not going to have a community. You know, a village raising a child. It's like a communist type idea. You know, you have to have the village raise the child because you've removed the parents from the situation. And then you've got the opportunity to do whatever you want. It's disgusting. You said it perfectly, Zach. Truly. It really is appalling. It is literally what you believe in or what your religion is. If you can't define this as evil, Mm -hmm. then you're part of it again. Um, we, We literally have so many different ways that this is being taken advantage of, especially with, I, I will say, especially with, uh, same sex marriages and, and this whole note, you know, thing going on now I I don't even know how to talk about it appropriately but they are literally you know there's this push for adoption people don't understand that adoption is where the money is made and so they are pushing these things out case plans stealing children from loving homes and that's what got me started in this years ago before my children or any of my situation was ever even going on Zach I was sitting out and I saw videos and researching and seeing these parents and families in the Midwest specifically um, that were having protests and were speaking out, you know, showing the rooms of their children, which I now, you know, before everything was taken from me, you know, which I had, there's loving parents that have rooms for their children to play in and sleep in that are still alive and have had their there, I mean, having your parental rights terminated is worse than a death sentence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can, been, I can only imagine. It literally is. You cannot you cannot live. I mean, I have not been able to live in two years since almost since this happened and started. This is domestic terrorism. Um, and again, this is not everyone focuses on like the parents coming out saying or they must have done something or whatever. Yeah. But you guys, we have to think about the children. Yeah. There are children in our country and many at this point sitting in their homes one day with their loving family. And all of a sudden people come in saying that they are there to protect them and they're stealing them from their home, which we know the science of the brain damage that is caused from removal from a primary caregiver or environment. Mm -hmm. It is severe. And the separation from parents each and every time for not only the child, but also the parent is severe. This is a system saying we care about mental health. We care about children and they are ruining. They terrorize, take, and then say, we're going to fix it for their funding, not Mm -hmm. for the family's benefit. And they are tearing families apart when they say the best interest of the child do you notice there's no family mentioned Mm -hmm. in there zach that is best interest of the child that's how they've gotten away with this witchcraft i'll say Mm -hmm. it it's witchcraft you are sitting there getting people to accept that and that's what satanists do 
Mm-hmm. This is not about a MAGA. This is not about a severe right wing. I will debunk all of that here and now because this is very fundamental. And that is to get you to be a sucker. Mm-hmm. Stop being a sucker. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop taking the distractions. You know, I mean, th- this is out of control. This is out of control. And and it's not just CPS. You know, humanity and the people of America have been programmed through social media to this narcissistic nature. If it doesn't happen to me, I don't have to worry about it. But then we're going to go on all these fake diatribes about Black Lives Matter and all these devising, excuse me, uh, you know, these agendas and Mm -hmm. i hate to use these cliche terms but we have to start making them regular like we have to get the energy out of them too you know yeah Yeah. no absolutely uh real if i might real briefly uh gump over on rumble said don't forget to hit the like button excellent reminder please hit the like button it really does help us out and then also woke for years Mm -hmm. asked whatever happened to that colorado woman tina her name was actually cindy if i'm remembering correctly and getting her son back i think you had her on a couple of years ago was he ever returned to her if i'm not mistaken the person that you're referring to is cindy absug i think her name was and her son michael was taken from her um i, I, I the last i heard cindy had actually been forced to plead guilty to some type of kidnapping or something like that because her child was taken and then yeah. she went and took him back uh, without going yeah. through the, the court process. So um, I, I believe I read that she had, was sentenced to like a couple of months in jail, but I don't know what the status of her getting her son back is. If I can be honest, I think she got in with some people who probably gave her some bad advice. I don't think that that was a, the, the correct way to go about it. While I understand the I- emotion and the anguish that she was going through, unfortunately, we're dealing with a system that's set up in a certain way. And although it might seem like, you know, an interminable length of time, it might seem like the, the deck is stacked against you. You know, Megan, you're doing this the right way. I mean, you're, you're going through the process and you're being you're continuing to remain present in your children's lives. Now, the other thing that I wanted to say is that um, with uh, uh, the you know, the this idea about the best interests of the children and the idea that, uh, you know, that children should be taken from their parents and those parents it, like have their rights severed, never to be given a second chance, never to be given an opportunity. Uh, you know, even if they did screw up, let's assume somebody screws up. OK, yeah. Pe- people screw up all the time. All right. And I don't know yeah. a single parent who was ever 100 percent perfect or who didn't do something that they wish they could take back or said something that they wish they had said so- a, a different way, you know, or or just, you know, made an honest mistake. And, and you know, you, you learn from your mistakes. We are letting murderers back out on the street. We are giving the scum of society the benefit of the doubt, while at the same time we are telling parents, you know, someone accused you of something that there's not even any evidence of, and so therefore we're just going to take your kids. And at the end of the day, this goes back to the financial incentives. I mean, it's not really about the best interests of the child. It's about the best interests of uh, uh, continuing uh, the system, Uh, because without the process of taking children from their homes and putting them into foster homes or or paying them off onto child traffickers, the the money would not be changing hands. The system would not be able to self-perpetuate. And so therefore, that's why we have incentives in place for these uh, people at CPS centers to to actually go into a home and find any reason they can to take your kids away from you. It's horrible. 
Well, and that's what's so concerning and why, you know, I, I'm not speaking out because this is about me. Like, but I am John Walsh's daughter and he does have great power in this country over every three letter agency, every over every law enforcement. This is a, a cult culture, if you mm-hmm. will, ironically, yeah. you know, people worship my father and, and people need to realize that they, he, when you have people that will attack or defend a celebrity because they watch them on television or even because they shook their hand one time, you know, that is a problem in society yeah. and where we are delegating our respect and our funds and and what we allow our children to be exposed to really needs to be looked at. I mean, this is, again, like you said, very simple, actually. If you fundamentally look at it, we've had a culture called Hollywood, entertainment, all of this rise up in our society at this point, which is American working class society. We love our families we love the lord our country was founded under god Mm -hmm. you know and now we're getting into this again woke it would be the cliche term but i want to move out of that it's just we've gotten programmed to being america we're the most powerful we have celebrities and people like the kardashians you know promote these lifestyles that then we strive to be which actually only further enslave us actually Mm -hmm. so when we need to take this back and look at false idols you know this is not like a this is even if you again do not believe if you're not christian if you don't believe in the lord jesus christ you can still see um these are fundamentally functioning in our society you know absolutely and 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 that yeah um and i think that that's a big thing like when we bring that in that again goes back to this authority that people are given you know it be just because i chose to be a mom and an artist and a teacher and whatever and you chose to you know do your thing and so sally chooses to do her thing but you know so and so chose to be a cps worker or a lawyer or a judge or a police officer like you still are the people when you go home at night you are taking off a costume that you wear because of an oath that you took and what happens we're in a place in society when those oaths are not held to where that does not even matter anymore and that's what we're seeing across the board with cps with law enforcement with government with activism i mean you name it we're we're there and i think that you know, we're there, but it's time just to like, it, again, admit it, this pride. Again, we've been, we've been programmed to narcissism, pride, all of this. And it's time for us to be able to go like, you know what? It's okay to say that. It's okay to say that something's not working anymore, or mm-hmm. it's okay to say that we, you know, subscribe to this and that was, you know, not the right thing to do. You know, God gives us that grace and there's also grace if you don't believe in that. So yeah. anyways, I just, you know, we, we talk about that stuff and societally. Um, but again, I really do tonight want to get to Let's the talk real about child yeah. trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. National you know, Center for and, Missing and, and Exploited and Children. You know, so, so mm-hmm. that, I mean, the, that, that title is so insidious because, you know, the, it, it 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 paints a picture in your mind, right? Like you know, this is this is an organization that's designed to fight for the rights of these missing and exploited children, you know. But uh, there is some really insidious ties behind the scenes that would perhaps lead one down a very different path, right? 
Yeah. And when we start to ask questions, especially to a national nonprofit, non-governmental agency uh, that has all of this oversight and power, and we are received with no answers or my children taken and my situation, I think that that should be very concerning. I think that that's telling, you know, silence is very telling. Uh, my own father got on and said about, you know, the, the laundries, Brian Laundry's parents, how they were guilty because of their silence. But yet, this is how my whole situation started when I started asking questions, thinking that, you know, I like you'd be proud of this, you know, right. like the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, which my family founded, used to be the Adam Walsh Center for Missing Exploited Children. Um, they, you know, they quote themselves 88%, which is almost 90%, Zach, which might as well be 100 mm -hmm. to me. Uh, of child trafficking comes from the foster care system itself. Yet yeah. on its website itself will not even <laughs> use the term foster care. They say missing from care, like like a babysitter <laughs> takes right. care or something, you know, like missing from care. Well, what, what does that constitute? Okay. So, and, and you bring up a good point, the name itself, missing and exploited. So that's a niche, right? Like that's a, that's again, stay your lane, like missing and exploited. So you brought up runaways also like through foster care. I don't think people realize that through the foster care system, runaways are not reported. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, well, they, like you said, and people we just had uh, last year about now uh, a, a woman come forward, a mother saying that she had no idea her husband was given custody of her their two boys and the boys had been missing for years and the father had still been collecting on the children and That's she had thing. no idea. That's yeah. that's it. They they keep collecting the money. It's like when you hear uh, uh, circumstances of of like a, uh, an, uh, like an adult child who is taking care of, of of a parent or something like that, and that parent mm -hmm. died fifteen years ago, but they've been collecting the the social security mm -hmm. that entire time. It's just it's a money pit. Well, and this goes hand in hand, Zach. You hit the nail on the head. Like yeah. we have to understand that guardianship fraud, adoption fraud, CPS fraud, like all of this is taking advantage. What the epitome of it is, Zach, is taking advantage of the most vulnerable of our mm. society. Yes, this is yes. veteran abuse. It's elderly abuse and it's child abuse I, and it's tearing our families apart it's tearing apart the structure and fiber of our american society and our, our freedom absolutely i i had a, a viewer write me a tragic letter a couple of months ago about how uh you know and this this happens quite a bit to the elderly 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 that have money uh, who have put trust in someone in a position of authority at one of these government agencies. They come in and they deem them to be incompetent and force them through the court to go into some type of long-term care situation, at which point that government agency appropriates their life savings, all of the money that would eventually go to their children. This woman, her mother was worth three or four million dollars, and the state just came and took all of it and put her into just a, a reprehensible situation where she's she's dealing with elder elder abuse inside this facility. She's being neglected. You know, she's depressed because they've got her on medication. She can't do anything. And the daughter cannot get her out of that situation. It's just like with whether it's the the elders or the little kids. You know, these are the most vulnerable elements of our society. And our government has created a system which can rape and pillage and take advantage of them. 
them at their most vulnerable. Oh. It's so horrible. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like you mentioned earlier on the question about the update on the mother and being uh, apprehended for taking her child. Do you know how many um, mothers have contacted me, Zach? Truly, truly have contacted me about that same exact scenario and the Mm. National Center for Missing Exploited Children, then putting them and their children on lists to get again higher statistics equals higher funding this mm-hmm. is the fundamental here so when i started questioning my father it was because i started seeing narratives made up based on truths of scenarios for america's most wanted through fox and rupert murdoch and all of this i started seeing with my own best friend being groomed and trafficked out of the finger lakes in new york and taken to Las Vegas and murdered. And oh they literally made the, uh, an entire narrative about my friend and who her murderer is. And it went into the serial killer narrative, which has been a big thing that my father has pushed for decades to yes. our country. The pedophile narrative, the serial killer narrative, the the narrative that the local police and sheriffs actually aren't capable. So we need bigger policing you mm-hmm. know these are the things that my father presented through emotional manipulation through trauma-based mind control and trauma bonding and mm-hmm. this is fundamental psychology this is yeah. not crazy talk this is fundamental psychology and sure. people need to understand that um well i mean so, you, and to, so again, to that to that point you know your your father uh, you know throughout his history in media and all of these shows that he's hosted and the many you know tearful interviews that he's given given i'm not saying that you know he didn't suffer through some horrific trauma with the murder of your brother um but i mean it has been used to great effect uh to get america to sympathize empathize with him uh and uh to really just look at him as an authority on these subjects uh, when, you know, maybe there's a bit of neuro-linguistic programming going on so that uh, the entire system can continue to roll forward. I couldn't put it better myself, Zach, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You really hit the nail on the head. Um, and that's in it in a nutshell, if you yeah. will. Um, I think that people really need to realize that. Again, I feel like people want to chalk it off to crazy talk or something like that, but we are talking about very serious issues we are talking about very serious issues that affect all of us um and and that's something that he has put forward and and we're seeing that you guys like it's it's everywhere we're all seeing how this is happening how media how you know all of this is a connection how all this works together as a syndicate like it Mm -hmm. literally is a syndicate and we have to start understanding that my father in america has I mean, he has been honored. He is the only the third honorary U.S. Marshal in history besides Mm. Reagan, who I was held by and started out, you know, my whole born on Capitol Hill, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, in the Rose Garden, weeks old, being held by Reagan and, and then you know, consecutively after that throughout my life. And I don't think people really realize that they, you know, I did take a back seat. I left fashion and music and industry and uh, Kanye and, uh, you know, all this crap to be a mother mm-hmm. and to really help my community 
And, and I don't care, you know, again, I was going undercover and busting kids chat.net. And I was, you know, giving my cuties, you know, Netflix take to the national center. And I, I was always very vocal and grounded in the fact that I didn't need the credit for it. I wanted just this to be handled and talked about. And why wasn't the national center doing that? You know, it was like, it got to a point where they were then having, you know, online galas in the beginning of COVID that had Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade who have their you know, these are celebrities who do not have relevance anymore. So now they have their child becoming trans and doing all of this because that is how celebrities keep relevance. You know, we see Kim Kardashian, you know, barely speaking out about Balenciaga, but then allowing her daughter, North, who's the same age as my daughter, to be in a gimp mask and at mm-hmm. these adult you know, uh, things. And that's a big problem that I had with my own upbringing was and and what we're seeing prevalency within uh, trans community and this uh, pedophile situation is and people don't really understand this is the adulting of children. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. adulting children, the CPS system adults children. Children should not be in custody. Children should not be having to deal with the things they're doing in foster care and out on their own. And this is such a wrong approach. It's insane. It's literally insane. And we are adulting our children, which has huge effects. Like we've already seen this in Hollywood with child actors Mm -hmm. and different things to that effect of adulting a child where you are putting them in different scenarios. I was around growing up. I was around adults my entire life. I was on Capitol Hill. Where was the nanny? Where was the babysitter? Why was I there? And the fact that the National Center, you brought You were a prop. (laughs) When we look at... When when we look at it, how ironic, Zach, that it's the National Center for Missing and Exploited right, Children. Right. My I mean, brother Adam, my brother Adam Walsh and I, and a small group of other children, Johnny Gosh, Eaton mm-hmm. Pay, uh, Eaton, uh, excuse me, Pats, and some other children were Annie Gottlieb. We were the first exploited children by our government in yeah, this country. Yeah. Well, you know what funny. the re- you know what the real irony is is that this this whole movement to like degender to transify children. I mean, to me, and I think to a lot of other people, it is the very definition of the exploitation of children because children do not have the mental capacity to make life altering permanent decisions like that. And the people who are pushing it, you know, they do have a pedophilic bent. I mean, it's it's like. The ultimate, it's the ultimate expression of like the physical expression of Baphomet, you know, like the half man, half woman and like most unholy. And Pan, too. Mm -hmm. You know, people forget nature worship and Pan and Baphomet. And I talk about before I was doing even CPS corruption before my children were taken, I was exposing, I left the industry and I was exposing the occult within pop culture and how it targets our children, not us. They are making Kim Kardashian, all these celebrities are making money off of our children more specifically than us. Mm -hmm. And that's what they are paid to do. 
that's what their contracts say. You know, people don't understand that. They're given these contracts by agencies who, why would they just be paying for entertainment? No, they have a much greater, um, you know, incentive and agenda. I, again, hate to use the word, but it's it's real. It's an agenda there. And again, that goes back to NAMBLA. So we have the North American Man-Boy Lovers Association in America mm-hmm. that people do not even know about. I mean, and if they do, how are we chalking that off? They put a hit on my life before I was even a year old. When I was a baby, they put really? a hit on my life. Wow. Yes, T- they tell did. Us, and t- my tell me about that. I'm not, I wasn't aware of that. That's crazy. Well, anyone can go look up my father's speech. I believe it was 2019 for the DOJ in front of the entire DOJ speaking about how my daughter, Megan's life, NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Lovers Association, put a hit out on my daughter's life. I've grown up with that. Um, You know, people don't realize the environment that I grew up in. I'm very, I mean, I'm pissed that these are the allegations against me to be honest because for me not to be a heroin addict or dead or you know something like that like I really hope we can start moving into some sort of respect the fact that you know with all humility on the fact that you know I have I've stood forward and I've lost my entire life living like you can still be sacrificed while you're living Mm -hmm. um, for this agenda you know and my children are literally being held as like prisoners of war for my silence. I mean, we are, I I hate to always, again, give into the cliche terms. And I always wanted to say like, we're not at war. This isn't a fight. You know, I, I, this is drama. You know, I don't, I want to stay grounded, but you know what this is. And it's true. My children are being held for my silence, but you know what, more than war, I want to ask you, Zach, what does this kind of method sound like more than war i feel like war is cleaner than this but to take someone's children for their silence and and to intimidate to terrorize them for two years to break them into hoping that they'll commit suicide um to me that sounds a lot more like domestic terrorism that sounds a lot more like mafia and mob approaches uh the bite method b-i-t-e it's very prevalent in cults and the Mm -hmm. Mormon uh, and Jehovah Witness, which is behind and involved in my case. Um, You know, we just have to start. I was a religious scholar for over 20 years. Just because you don't believe in something doesn't mean that other people don't. Sure. And we need to start realizing that. Yeah. And pedophilia and NAMBLA and this whole push in our society has been coming for decades. They have been planting this and doing this. I mean, think about you have we have to start becoming observers. We have to start taking ourselves out of our own minds and our own perspectives and starting looking and playing that chess, if you will, I guess. Um, But really thinking like, what would the other moves if I was a predator, would I be in a park or at a school? Yeah, we know about that. That's yeah, lame. Yeah. But you know what? I would put myself in like a huge position. I yep. would put myself in authority. I would be taking kids like mm-hmm. that. We have to start really just changing things in like and and not be afraid of being called crazy. Like sure. this whole term of crazy has even been like really manipulated. You know, these people, mental illness, we have a modern mental. I don't mean to go all over the place, but this mm-hmm. is real. And it goes hand in hand 
with CPS because they are now, and what my case will establish in case law for the entire country, which people need to listen right now. Mm-hmm. It will establish the case law that children can be taken for any potential, okay, potential ad future adverse events deemed. Okay. So that leaves it up to anything Mm -hmm. that leaves it up to anything. You know, we don't have to talk about even lifestyles. They can take children. If this does not stop and we do not pay attention to this case, this is like John Walsh. I feel like Jesse Smollett behind closed doors. Like he literally made this red herring to make this legislature, make this case law, to that then further and again it goes back to what you said in the beginning what missing and exploited okay mm-hmm. what does child abuse adoption child protective services have to do with missing and exploited especially if runaways aren't even reported right right right, right. so what are, what are we doing why don't we have another system like and also why is this a nonprofit? why is this not a government agency why we mm-hmm. have every a, B, C, D, alphabet soup, you know, agency, government agency at this point. Why is the National Center for Missing Exploited Children and the International Center given government levels and more of authority? I can answer Why? that. Uh, here's here's yeah. a hypothetical. You know, let's just say, assuming that there is something untoward happening and the people who would have a propensity to exploit and to kidnap children, to enter them into a trafficking or a, a pedophile-type situation, you know, if they wanted to have the authority and the funding but avoid the Freedom of Information Act requests, then they could make themselves a 501c3 partnered with government yep. so that they could have all the benefits of being a government agency, all of the power, all of the money that comes along with it. But then they also don't have to uh, divulge the information that a federal government agency would have to divulge. Thank you, Zach. Yep. See, again, I love when we get together. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's- It really is that way. And that's exactly the fundamental breakdown there. Um, And we have to start realizing that, you know, I want to drop a couple bombs before we have to get off as far as and I'm going to I'm going to lay a lot on the viewers, but you can rewatch it, you can slow it down and you can look into what resonates with you. But I really want to get this out in terms of and and really quick to, to comment on police gangs and all of this. We have to understand the cartels in Mexico. They take over the police there. The police have no power because of the cartels. And that's what's starting to happen in our country. And the cartels are infiltrating. When in Chicago, they're saying black on black crime, that's not black on black crime. These are cartels coming in and killing people. Okay. This is, we have to start understanding. And then when we have a gang that acts like a fraternity, which is the police, I am for police. I have, look, I am the number one gal who has supported law enforcement my entire life being John Walsh's daughter. But I, again, do not support corruption. And at this point, we have a huge issue with police corruption. And it also, on another show, it ties, you know, this has been going on for a long time. My brother Adam's case, Adam Walsh's case, you know, it was during the exact time when the Miami Homicide Department was being found out for working with the mafia and, Mm -hmm. and doing bad stuff with the mafia. And we have, you know, Cuba, we have everything going on and we know all of that that was happening between New York 
Florida back in the that exact time. Okay, so we have to start understanding how if we have someone that supports these cartels or supports a non-American fundamental, then we're going to be open to that. And this is happening. So, you know, we we just have to look at those different areas. But again, I want to get down to some dropping real quick that people can follow um, before we have to get off dealing okay. with the National Center and the International Center for Missing Exploited Children. It Please. is based out of Alexandria, Virginia, which is right outside and on the commute to D.C. for a yeah. lot of people. Spook Central. Um, it is. Yeah. It yeah. is. And I actually have I actually have a piece on permanent display, a huge installation piece that I did um, honoring the National Center uh, in their lobby when you walk in on permanent display to this day, ironically. Wow. And yeah. I also have a piece which uh, I guess the justice Well, we'll have to do that another time. But the, the crime and justice museum that my father did in uh, outside of D.C. Uh, years ago with some very interesting players and investors. But okay. anyways, um, to get to the National Center, International Center, I want to break this down. Some people might think, what the heck is she talking about? Other people will get it and look into it. I want people to especially start looking into Jeff Koons, okay? okay. Jeff Koons was one of the original founders with my parents. He also has the Koons Family Foundation, which was founded off the fact that his ex-wife allegedly took his child to Europe away from him, and he had to get his child back through the Hague Law, which is what Hillary Clinton's using, which the International Center for Missing and Exploited Children's using, and it is very dangerous. Hague Law in Europe, okay, is very, mm -hmm. very bad. We have to look into that. Um, he actually, his background is a pop artist. If you look into him, his ex-wife was originally uh, an ex-model and porn star from Eastern Europe, and they got mm. married. She came forward after they divorced, saying that she walked in on him naked on their bed over their baby infant son, naked as well, fondling him, and that there has been more allegations of molestation by Jeff Koons, Okay. He's one of Tony Podesta's. He's one of Tony Podesta's favorite artists, and I've got a picture of Jeff yes, with one is. of his pieces on on the screen right now. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. and yeah. I hope it's the Chrome Rabbit. I hope it's the Chrome Rabbit. Chrome rabbit that he sold for $91.1 million to Mnuchin's father, who then gave it as a gift to Cohen. And uh, this is, again, the money laundering. If you look into Jeff Koons, his art before all this very hypnotic, reflective uh, Marina Ambravovich, which who mm -hmm. he also works with on his NFTs as well. He has very reflective qualities. I have bachelor's and degrees and my background is all art. So we I could do a whole show on his art. It's very grooming. It's very um, kitschy for children. Uh, it's pedophilic. Uh, very by nature. And if you look at his art before that, it was actually uh, figurines of children as well as he and his wife in very sexual positions. He mm. is also connected to Marina Ambravovich and Hillary Clinton through the Arts and Embassies program. So if you know about the Arts and Embassies program, it is shipped art through embassies and all around the world that is not inspected or barely inspected because they don't want to damage it. You know, it's got this high whatever. So if you have someone like Jeff Coons 
which I, I don't know if I, did I say that already on here? The Hunter Biden email from no. Harvey Weinstein that we yeah, were talking about pre-show. Yeah. I actually uh, did go, everyone go to Marco Polo. They're doing an amazing job on the Hunter yes. Biden laptop. Please go follow them. Go, go dig. Cause we need everyone. I went on, I dig for Jeff Coons. I dig for national center. I dig for all the players. I'm still doing it. Cause that's what I do. And um, I found an email from Harvey Weinstein to Hunter Biden, which we've seen him now being presented with an award, the hope award from the national center for missing exploited children, which actually Ron DeSantis wife has a hope initiative for child protective services because even mm. being third of in trafficking in the united states they are still ignoring and further funding the cps and dcfs system ron uh, and so so we've got that but you have to start looking at what was going on with that funding and how they are laundering. So Harvey Weinstein writes this email to Hunter Biden saying, this is one of the last times I'm going to bug you about Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, Jeff Coons, this amazing new pop artist, has decided to take one of his pieces, the gazing ball, and he's going to make 40 prints of it, which are just copies of they're, it. They're and he's going to sell balloons. them for <laughs> Mylar balloons. Like, literally, well, but that, it is. It's mylar yeah. balloons, Zach. I, I know. We have to stop 91 ourselves. $91 million dollar there, balloon. <laughs> well, and the, the rabbit, the $91 million, that's insane. That's also yeah. what gives him this status. Okay, it gives him the status to then be involved in arts and embassies and have his art shipped around the world, besides also money laundering. Yeah. So in this email, it's saying that he's going to take and make 40 prints, which are copies, and he's going to sell them for $50,000 each to 40 people. And all those 40 people are going to be invited to this dinner. We've heard about dinners before with Obama mm -hmm. and yeah, hot dog, pizza, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So he's going to have this dinner with Jeff Koons, Harvey Weinstein, and Larry Gagosian of the Gagosian Gallery. So if people look into Gagosian, that is like we discussed, the figurines of hybrid children, okay? Like pig face girls, multiple heads on children, very disgusting, all nude, very foul. And people need to look into Balenciaga and those issues and the art world and what this is really about. Because I was in the art world. I was in the fashion world. I was in the music world. I was in media. I was in politics, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is an ideology. This is an ideology. This is a way of life. This is a lifestyle that people need to understand. And so they are saying we're going to have this dinner and all of the people that bought are going to be there. And basically that equates Zach to $2.2 million that he states in the email is then going to be donated to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Wow. <clears throat> so just... when you are elite, yeah, when you are elite and you're in there, it's about who you know, right? We always hear it. It's not yep. what you know, it's who you know. That's what I grew up with being told, yep. you know? My mother, everything, oh, it's not how good you can play the sport. It's how good your outfit is. You know, mm -hmm. that's how you're taught in these circles. And it's it's not... It's it's not like the the fiber of of society. You know, these are not fundamentals. These are wild notions. So anyways, I want to go real quick because we have like literally one minute left, I think. 
But I want people to look into Jeff Koons because this is pop art. This is music. This is fashion. Balenciaga. Jeff Koons did an entire little purse for Louis Vuitton that has Mona Lisa on it. And it has his chrome rabbit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this chrome rabbit, people need to start following. It's, It's the necklace his current wife wears. She's got a tattoo of the rabbits. She's got a whole rabbit on her head in photo shoots. I had rabbits. Playboy bunny. This is a whole thing. Like you guys, this is not just I'm an artist this is not just like haphazard stuff this is you have to think from like what if I was an art critic right I used to say this all the time as an artist I'd say like don't ask the artist ask the art critic you know Mm -hmm. like they'll tell you oh he meant this and it was this whole symbolism and Mm -hmm. symbolism will be their downfall and that's not a cute MAGA or a new phrase this is fundamental in satanism in religion i have been a religious scholar for over 20 years and we have to understand looking at ideologies and philosophies of different religions like this is not that crazy so to end this out i want people to look at jeff coons because he relates to marina ambravich gates everything bigger un global World Economic Forum became part of with Victor, whatever his name is, on the International Center for Missing Exploited Children, which was founded by Eve and Richard Branson. Richard Branson, part of Nexium Sex Cult, also a main donor to Terramar, which is Ghislaine Maxwell. Yes. They're all in the Baha- in the Caribbean. They're all Haiti. You know, St. John's and the Bahamas, where my dad was stationed in Paradise Island, which was ex-CIA. We look in the history of Paradise Island, which is now Atlantis, which is a huge hotel, which human trafficking happens out of huge hotels. So we need to start, like, you know, looking at these things. So then we have also, we have him and the Bahamas. Then we have Les Wexner with L Brands. So this is again fashion, L Brands, Limited, Victoria's Secret, all of that donating to the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. Les Wexner being the main guy who gave his power of attorney to Epstein, okay, for the money and the funding. Again, now we've got Ghislaine, we've got Epstein, we've got all of it, which then also Victoria's Secret goes to Peter Nygaard, which mm-hmm. where's Peter Nygaard in the Bahamas? Again, this is money laundering central this is drug trafficking the caribbean is used we need to understand that and then that all goes back again what we've talked about before with john walsh hank asher with lexus nexus the matrix these databases then into ernie allen and these runaways child initiatives domestically within our country and who's having oversight over this why are they given this power what power do they they then hold and not only that but fundamentally they have the world's largest child porn database and servers in our country, in, in the entire world, they have all of the oversight on that, all of those reports. And just like we saw last, I'll say is that we just saw DeSantis main fund, a main funder to DeSantis in Florida commit suicide in front of the post office while he was being investigated for child issues. Mm. And he actually, then we find had a private key and pass to the local sheriff's department. So I want to take this from all the way up to all the way down. What does John Walsh have access to in Indian River County and with Eric Flowers, the sheriff and Daryl Lohr, the ex-sheriff now on the commission from, you know, Miami days and 40 years moving north, you know, maybe Mm. the cocaine cowboy didn't end 
maybe it moved north. And I grew up with all the children of these ex-drug traffickers, you know, and here's Mm -hmm. Adam's head found in the town that we moved to. Why did we move to the same town that my brother's head was found? As a mother, I could never fathom. I I could never give you an explanation. Never. But then the head, the head is found in Indian River. The head of what? The head of what is found in the Indian River. Okay. So, you know, I just want to leave people with some inquiries, maybe some things that they want to investigate, you know, that goes again back into police corruption, Hollywood Police Department. You know, we've got many issues with the Las Vegas Metro Police Department uh, these days. and, And we really need to be looking at who we've been told are the predators and who actually are being shown and through their rewards and their positions and their power and their actions, who are actually the predators. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and and don't forget, I mean, when you were talking about police gangs, the first thing that came to mind was L.A.'s Rampart Division back in the 90s. I mean, they were exposed as an ongoing criminal enterprise. And when these people, when these uh, when these organizations are found out, they don't just disappear. They evolve. You know, I mean, they go underground. They yeah. have a way of continuing to to uh, to soldier on and, and do the criminal activity that they're participating in. They just do it under a different guise. So, uh, Megan, so much information. I, I really appreciate it. Let me do a couple of more thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Uh, Insight Gino, a friend of ours, uh, dropped uh, some shades. Good to see you, Gino. Uh, Deep Gino's Patriot. part of the team. Yes, he is. <laughs> Patriot 1776 he said, hashtag save the children. Uh, Isaac Truth says, good evening. PQuest dropped a cookie, and Vader369 dropped a ship. He said, keep up the great work, RP. Much love. Uh, So I think that that is it. Uh, I do want to say Megan's um, PayPal uh, email is on screen. That is family. Was it? I'm sorry, Megan. It's halfway on the screen, halfway off the screen. Is it familyfarmandfaith at gmail.com? Yeah, we really okay. need the donations. We need okay. you to keep this going, guys. We need everyone to get involved. Um, it's family, farm, and faith, all spelled out, A-N-D-F-A-I-T-H at gmail.com. I can't thank you all enough for even taking the time tonight, and I just want to say God bless you to everyone. We've got to just get together and do this. We've got to protect our children, and we can do better. We have better oh. ways. And, and Megan, if you want to be, if anybody else wants to have you on their show, can they reach you at that email or was there another one that you'd yeah. like them to reach out at? Yeah, they can reach me there. They can message me on Twitter, Megan Walsh underscore M-E-G-H-A-N uh, underscore. Or I also have Megan J Walsh consulting at gmail.com. Okay, great. And then I need to say thank you to uh, Mike Waldo who dropped something over on Cash App and then also on Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, this is from a couple of days ago, I think. I must have missed it. But uh, someone, an anonymous person, said Diamond and Silk were a role model for me as a woman early on. Funny, happy, confident, and full of love. I will miss her. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we lost a, a big, beautiful voice in the conservative movement when we lost Diamond the other day. So, Megan, thank you once again for being here. I really appreciate it. Appreciate uh, all the incredible information. And I look forward to having you back again in the future. To everybody out there in the audience, thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for the thumbs up. Please consider leaving one because it's free on your way out. And until tomorrow, when I will be back at 9 p.m. Eastern time with my guest, let me just pull it up because I can't think of it. Uh, Jennifer Sharp. 
the creator of the Anecdotals documentary about people who were vaccine injured during the COVID-19 scandemic. So thank you very much. Once again, everybody, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.